Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Movies for Breakfast, the podcast. Episode 2, we made it through a week. We are back, and today we're talking about... Uh, we're doing some Oscar news, we're doing some trailer talk, as always, and we're going to uh, deep dive into Phantom Thread, and apparently uh, one of the most successful, successfully surprising movies of the past six months, Jumanji, which has maintained relevant, the relevancy at the box office for much longer than it took those kids to get out of that jungle. As always, I am here with Anna Bryant, who's out in New York City, hosting SB Nation's Tim Cato as an Airbnb person. And I'm with James Correas, who's out in Dallas, and a man with the fiercest eyebrows I've ever seen. Guys, how are you doing? We're, we're doing. We're doing okay. Yeah, man, I'm doing great. I don't know if you guys can tell, listening, but last week we connected Anna in on a very cheap <laughs> Skype call. But she is she is sounding much better now. There were a lot of reasons for that. Poor, I don't want to say poor sounding because that's almost mean. But I feel like you know it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit below quality. We're upgrading our game. We're upgrading. That's right. We just no. you know we hit the upgrade button in the computer and you know now things are taken care of and we can move on. We can move on with our with our episodes sounding real pristine for all you listeners out there. So before we get into the nitty gritty of uh, trailer talk and movie reviews. I think the thing we should talk about quickly at the beginning is the big announcement today that happened, the Oscar nominations. I just want to get a sense of what you guys were surprised about, whether it was someone getting left out of a category or someone making it into a category. I say we go around the table and talk it out. Anna, what did you think? What what surprised you? I mean, for the most part, these are a lot of movies that we've seen at the other awards so far, but what I was really surprised by was Denzel Washington being nominated for Best Actor. My man. My. Hey, Denzel's <laughs> a legend, okay? And I, I think... mean, I'm not saying that he's a bad actor. I'm just surprised he's nominated for this movie this year. I think everybody's surprised. I think Denzel would li- would be lying if he said he wasn't surprised that he was nominated for this movie, which, by the way, has like a 45% of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if anyone came out of this uh, out of the theater after seeing uh, was it Roman Israel Esquire Roman J Israel Esquire. Um, I think most people walked out of the theater saying, "Wow, Denzel was really good," but that movie kind of was lackluster. It didn't really have it didn't it didn't last long in the in the theater, and uh, I think we all know why Denzel made it. And I think we could talk about that a little bit more when we get to uh, what I'm surprised about. I guess. Well, what are you happy about, Anna? I'm happy that Greta Gerwig is nominated for Best Director. I'm really happy to see yeah, that happening. I think Lady Bird is a great movie. Lady Bird's awesome. Um, I'm glad it got nominated for Best Picture. I'm glad it got. I'm glad she got nominated for um, Best Director, and I'm glad the uh, lead role. I can't pronounce her name. Still, you guys can. What's her name? Something Ronan. Sarah Schroon. Saoirse Ronan Say it confidently Trent <laughs> say, hey, say, say it again Anna Saoirse Ronan I probably Saoirse. said it wrong I just said it like Ooh. confidently wrong <laughs> Yeah we're all we, You know it, it It's an intimidating <laughs> name When you see that on That's spelled out yeah. I'm like eh. Eyebrows man What were you surprised by When you saw the Oscar nominations this morning In fact you were on top of it You actually messaged us And told us to get off our butts And check the computer 
Yeah, I was watching it live. <laughs> and I kind of I agree with Anna with what she said. But also, I'm surprised that Logan got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Because they're like giving uh, recognition to comic book movies finally. And I think that's one that's like well-deserved for it. Yeah. I was happy to see Logan too for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. I don't know if it's going to win. Um, Probably not, but like it's a good step in that direction, you know. Uh, it could have been nominated for a little bit other categories. I, I can't think of anything else on top of my head, but well, I mean, I it's think pretty well, cool. I read that Logan is the first superhero movie that's ever been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So that sounds like it's a really great step in the direction of like a comic book movies i guess being taken more seriously and having well-written screenplays yeah and you know we've, we've kind of seen that in the past with like uh heath ledger winning for for that performance which like was amazing that's a good question um, do you do you guys think that it's something that the academy will take note of going forward or do you think it's just because logan was so good like is it something that is it is is this like a ch- like a change that they'll start you know, taking into account more of these films, or is it more because of this specific movie? I think the Oscars is like going through a big change for uh, sure, especially with like that article that Anna sent us, where it's just like all this like history being made. Like, uh, I really want Jordan Peele to win so he can make history. I want Lady Bird to get the recognition it deserves for uh, what is it, Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say your name? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, some of it is just, yeah, it's politics, but also I want, you know, recognition for these, like, achievements for these, a lot of them are, like, first-time directors. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's interesting that, and it's not only Logan. I mean, Get Out is a horror movie, and genre movies typically don't do well at the Oscars, don't even get nominations. And not only did it get a nomination, I mean, Jordan Peele got nominated for Best Director. Um, Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for Best Actor. And, and then, but obviously, the film got nominated for Best Picture. Um, and whether it wins or not, I'm not even sure it matters. I think this is a really tough crowd for films. This is a really tough year. I think between Lady Bird, Get Out, and then, of course, Three Billboards, for some reason, is picking up a love scene, and I think we, we can all agree that we're a little surprised at how much success Three Billboards is having in awards season. <laughs> I just did not see it coming, and I feel like out of, and for those, obviously, for those for you guys listening, we uh, did a few podcasts um, that were unreleased, and one of them, we talked about Three Billboards, and I think I was the one that liked that movie the most, and I'm, I'm totally surprised by the momentum it has going in right now like it's crazy to me and maybe that's what i'm most surprised by like are you guys as surprised as me like are you guys as shocked as i am that three billboards pick up all this love i mean it just seems bizarre yeah i think it's i think it's it's not a bad movie uh, no it's not i just it's don't great. think it's yeah. on the same level as something like lady bird or get out which i think uh really open new doors for cinema i feel like the people who are voting for oscars just like kind of like that old yeah. Oscar movie. But then again, you know, same argument can be made about The Post. That's like your typical thing that would win. Which is like, 
I don't understand why the post is in there. It's a good movie. I mean, I, I'd say it's an all right movie. It's good. It's very timely. But I feel like movies like the Florida Project deserve that spot more. I don't know if the Florida Project should be nominated for Best Picture or not. I liked it, but I'm not sure if it's No, I'm just saying, like, but I know what you're other saying. things. Yeah. Like, it, give, give, rather than give that the post. At least give it a, a nomination. I think Because people read... go out and watch movies that are nominated. Yeah, I mm. think I read that in uh, one of Frances McDormand's uh, acceptance speeches, she made a comment that she wants to see more young uh, people in film winning awards because uh, I think her quote was, she has enough doorstops. And yet Army Hammer did not get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. He and, did uh, not. But, uh, and three billboards, but three billboards picked up two. I don't understand yeah. that, that. I think, yeah, if you want to talk about what surprised Trent the most, and I guess I went third person. <laughs> that was it. I think three <laughs> billboards know, picking Trent. up two nominations in Best Supporting Actor is I just thought was kind of ridiculous. I mean like there are just there are there are enough movies this season to where that should not happen. That's just I just thought that was very like I don't want to say lazy because I don't I don't think they're like lazy. I think they do due diligence. I just think it was sort of misguided. I think I mean I understand Army Hammer is twenty nine and Woody Harrelson is, you know, older. Yeah. But who cares? I don't like that argument that the young guy has to wait his turn. I hate that argument. I think it's stupid. Army Hammer was more he, he did more in his movie than Woody Harrelson did in Three Billboards. That's just those. This is facts. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> I'm not too concerned so. about Army Hammer not being nominated because I want William Defoe to win. For the oh, Florida Project. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I like that's William fine. Defoe. Yeah, that that actually. <laughs> for those of you who have seen that movie, I mean, he's he's an integral part. He's probably a bigger part. He's definitely a bigger part of his movie than freaking Woody Harrelson. And three billboards. I don't want to talk about three billboards anymore. It's gonna <laughs> you win. sound so <laughs> angry. It's gonna, it's gonna it's win. I just, it, I, it's like a bad feeling. It's gonna be like crash. Like it's gonna win best picture, and then ten years later, everybody's gonna be like, that won best picture? What? You don't say. Like it just. It's fine. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean, Pulp Fiction didn't win, and neither did Shawshank that year. Forrest Gump won. I mean, we all know how that goes. People will always lump them in together. Maybe that's what will happen with Get Out and Lady Bird. People will always be like, yeah, well, but Lady Bird and Get Out were the real movies that year. Yeah, but I feel like maybe Shape of Water will like upset three billboards in a in a category because a lot of people are loving that movie. But maybe the older generations of voters won't like the the relationship of you know fish and human people. <laughs> <laughs> Say what it is, man. There's fish sex in that movie. Like, just be real. <laughs> so, of course. Big <laughs> yeah, I was trying to <laughs> talk about it. We got what Anna was excited for. What about you? What are you looking forward to for the Oscars? Like, what... I know one that I think you're going to say. I mean, I think I just told you just the... Oh, we're not talking about your man, Roger Deakins. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Does he, he get it? He could be upset. He... It might be the whole Oscar thing where, like, he's been nominated so many times that it eventually... I don't see why not. Yeah, that argument for Leo was, like, kind of felt, where it was like, okay, like, at this point it's kind of ridiculous that he doesn't have one, and even though this isn't his best performance, we're going to give him the award. I would say Roger Deakins' Blade Runner is so pretty and beautiful. It's well-deserved, I mean, yeah. like, it would not be a bad thing. I feel like Leo... 
in the past, he was always up against some big talent movie, high caliber actors, and he just like fell a little bit shorter. And yeah. then that year he won. He was just the best one. Did he deserve it that year? Uh, it's up to debate. <laughs> I don't think so, but whatever. We've, I've, yeah, we've talked about the nauseam off camera or off, <laughs> off recording, off camera, uh, off camera. <laughs> recording ourselves. So we, hey, movies for breakfast TV show coming at you quick. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no, no. We don't have that budget. <laughs> um, unscripted. I want to get this. Uh, I want to get this from you guys. You have five seconds to answer. Who do you think is gonna win? Best picture. Uh, damn. Let me look, look up. <laughs> nah, 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 five seconds off the top of your head. Who's gonna win Best Picture? I feel like it's gonna be an upset and Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. I would not. I cannot. I don't see that happening. I really. No, I feel. I mean, I, okay, okay. It, I would be. Surprised. I feel like Guillermo del Toro win like probably Best Director or something, or it'd be upset with Jordan Peele, which I'd rather wish Ooh, it would happen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but looking at it, damn, I don't know. My like fast take, and it's not who yeah, I quick. want to win, but who I think is gonna win. Three billboards. Yeah, I'm like I don't I don't want to say it. Like I'm looking at the other ones. I'm like eh, that doesn't really deserve it. Like Ooh. no way Dunkirk is gonna win. Nah, post Dunkirk they're out. Darkest what? hours. Darkest hours out. That's not gonna win. Uh, I agree with Anna. I think three billboards is gonna win it. I want to say Lady Bird. Her name. Every 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 fiber of my being wants to say Lady Bird because I actually think that that would make sense if it won. I don't think it should. That um, would I, be amazing if it won. I, don't, I, don't, I love I actually, that movie. I don't think Lady Bird should win, but I, I think Three Billboards will win. I know. I'm just saying. What like, do you think that, should win? That would be big. Get Out. I, I want, I want Get Out to win. Like I legitimately yeah. think it was the best picture of last year. I just think if you look at Lady Bird, uh, from the standpoint of, okay, this movie is awesome, but this, this storyline this coming of age film it's been done before and i think it may do it better than most maybe all it might be the best of that kind of movie but that movie has been made and get out is the most original film that i've seen in such a long time like there's no movie like it like there's really no movie similar to get out so i think that if you're talking about like what's going to be remembered as maybe genre changing or like you know, era-defining, you know, all these, like, really, like, big, like, micro, like, looks at thing, like, look at the, like, looking at the industry or whatever, I think Get Out is the thing that could prompt the most change. So I think that that should win Best Picture, but it won't. It won't. <laughs> so if you look at it, get like, compared to the other nominees, Get Out came out earlier in the year. It came out in February, like, February 24th. And the other ones came out later in the year. And we're still, like, thinking about that movie. And it's in our heads and everything. Yeah. That says something about that film. Yeah. February is normally a toss-away month for movies. Like, if you think your movie is going to win a lot of awards, you're not going to release it in February. I think no one expected Get Out to just become this, like, huge success. Everybody. Everybody sees it. I think it was helped, too, by, like, HBO picked it up, and I think it got a second life on that. And then Jordan Peele's reactions on Twitter to the Golden Globes nominating him as a comedy rather than, like, a drama. I think it got help from that just because it was, like, in the news. And so it's been, like, on the forefront of culture, I feel like, for the entire year. And also, it was a huge success at the box office. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like right now 
we sort of needed that movie. Like, society needed a movie like that. It was like a very mm-hmm. eye-opening experience. That is why I think it should win Best Picture because I feel like it it could change the industry in a way that other the other movies can't. But I don't think it will because I feel like it's a it would be like you know I don't know I don't think the Oscars ready to do it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something they would do. Three billboards. Mm, safe. Yeah. No, but hey, they'll probably do the thing. <laughs> no fish porn. Get that out of here. Yeah, they'll probably do the thing James says. You know, he, he James's theory is that they always make the younger people wait. So maybe their idea is like, well, this, you know, Jordan Peele is young. He'll make another movie. Yeah, like the first time directors, they're just going to, hey, I don't know. Who knows? They might give it to them. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our Oscar talk. Uh, let's get right into trailer talk. All right, so uh, uh, looking up trailers, it was slim pickings. I feel like they're waiting for the Super Bowl to release like some mm. really juicy trailers. But Aven- Avengers, Avengers, <laughs> <laughs> Avengers. We're for but, sure getting one on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably find a lot of good ones there and a lot of bad ones. Maybe a Fast and the Furious. I don't know. Just Yo, let, hey, that happened. That happened. <laughs> no way that's gonna happen. They man. pushed Just it back saying. though, right? Yeah, they pushed it yeah. back. So, um, Tomb Raider. It's uh, directed by. Okay, his. Oh God, his name. <laughs> <laughs> is his name so bad about his name is Roar? Roar. His name is Roar. Roar, Roar Utog. Utog. Something like that. Yeah. Utog. Starring uh, Elisa Vikander. I know Vikander. that one. Vikander. Okay, I was going to butcher that one. It was um, starring Laura Croft, a starring independent Laura? daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond the limits to f- when she finds herself on an island where her father disappeared. So what do you guys think about this? This is the second trailer that came out for this movie that's based on a video game. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to have to say what we're all thinking. This is going to be the best video game movie, right? <laughs> uh, this is going to be the Dark Knight of video game movies. Video game movies are never good. Oh, I know that hurts. It does. It hurts. I love Alicia Vikander, but this isn't it, man. I think this it's going to be okay. Yeah, it'll probably just be fine. I I can't even remember the last video game movie that I saw in the theaters. It might have literally been Prince of Persia. I Jumanji? typically try to avoid them. I really do try to avoid I them. I saw that one in theaters, too. I don't think Jumanji counts because there's a movie first, right? It's, oh, it's I have a no video idea. game. <laughs> yeah. no, I think it was a movie first. It's a movie about a board game. And then the oh, game actually, may, it, was may a book after. it was a book first. Oh, okay, there you go. It was a book. So, okay. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit heftier of a story than a video game. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, did, does anyone even remember Angelina Jolie's Laura Craft films? I don't at all. I never watched it, but... Uh, I know they happened. I have a little fun fact. Go. All right, uh, So, go ahead. Alicia is the second actress to portray Laura Croft and the second Oscar-winning actress... Because Jolie won for the same category, like Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. She won it for Girl Interrupted. And then, you know, Alicia won for a Danish Girl. Which, by the way, she should have won Best Actress for that movie. But whatever. Let's get into more Oscar talk. <laughs> that was a little bit of a snuff that I thought happened. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> Anna, what would you think about um, 
Tomb Raider. I think it looks fun. <laughs> I am That's not the thing as you can, yeah. well versed in video game and action movies as y'all two, but uh, I think it looks fun. I guess so. They rebooted the the video games to make it a little bit more realistic, and this is what that's being raised up, being um, what's the word, influenced by. Mm. So there might be a chance it might be okay. I don't think it's gonna be good that great though. The villain what? looks interesting. What's the last What's the last video game movie you guys saw in theaters, like le- legit? Does Pokemon count? <laughs> No, 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 not like animated. No, I'm talking about like a movie, like a Hollywood movie. Uh, it's totally possible that I've never seen a video game movie. Exactly. <laughs> you know why? Because they're not good. They're not good movies. It'll be fine, right? That's what we're hoping for. If the, if if you have Alicia Vikander leading a movie, and the best you can tell me is that you think it's going to be fine, you're already off to a bad start. You're already off to a terrible start. I she's too good for this movie. Although Tulip Fever sucked, but whatever. I don't want to come down on that movie too hard. I didn't like it, but whatever. That's not that's not what this is about. Tomb Raider. We've seen this movie before, literally. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the actress is. I just think this is. I don't know. I I hope it. I guess the hope is that it's like Indiana Jones with a woman lead, which is awesome idea, but eh. I'm shrugging my shoulders, guys. Shrugging my shoulders. There's one part in the movie, you know, she's like, she's supposed to be adventure and all that stuff, but she just like leaps off a boat and does this like incredible <laughs> jump that I'm just like, that is just, it just takes me out of the movie. I'm just like, that's too high for a video game jump. Like, what what type of mushrooms is she on? Because it just looks like wire work rather than just like you know something nice. Anna, let's do your artsy fartsy movie. I was totally unprepared this week, and James actually <laughs> sent me this trailer. So we can put James, all the blame <laughs> on James for my artsy-fartsy trailer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have Death of Stalin, directed by, apologies in advance, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Armando Lanucci, maybe. Is it is uh, that an and L it's or an What? Is that an L or an I? Is it Armando Iannucci or Alanucci? Oh, it might be Iannucci. I think it's an I. Looking like an I over from 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 over here. That's fair. <laughs> We're so professional. <laughs> <laughs> we um, know people. <laughs> so it's starring it's starring Steve Buscemi, uh, Jason Isaacs, and Jeffrey Tambor, and it follows the Soviet dictator's last days and depicts the chaos of the regime after his death. I think this movie looks hilarious. It looks like Veep <laughs> in Russia. Yeah, isn't the director like a writer on Veep or something like that? Yeah, I think something like that. And I know there's also, like um there's scandal around Jeffrey Tambor right now, but I think he's really funny. This movie is probably going to make me laugh a lot. Yeah, it has this like arrested development vibe even though it like of course, it has the dad from Arrested Development. Yeah. But, like, even with, like, the, the the way they use the camera, it's very Arrested Development. So, like, handheld camera? Are we talking, like, Netflix yeah. Arrested Development, or are we talking, like, Fox Arrested Development? Because the quality Fox. is, like... Quality. This is, this looks good. <laughs> Did you watch yeah, the trailer, but... Trip? <laughs> um, 
No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. I will say, it's like I don't not know even artsy fartsy. It's really funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I, mostly, yeah I mostly just making fun of Anna. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, first off, like I, I want to hesitate a little bit. Um, as someone who hasn't watched it, and I know I shouldn't say anything if I haven't watched it, but no, go I, ahead, you know, go ahead, so we can knock it down. We're, we're at the, we're at the breakfast table here. I feel like this is a safe space. I'm just gonna say what I want to say. Okay. Is Stalin the right guy to make a movie that's satirical about? Because I feel like he is one of the worst human beings to ever grace the earth. Do you watch Veep? I've I've seen some of it. I've seen some of the first season. I I never really got into it. I'm Mm. not that it wasn't good. I just never really got into it. So Veep Um, plays on um like terrible people. Yeah, but Stalin exists like in real life. (laughs) Like he actually murdered like millions and millions and millions of people. Like via like ways you can't even like fathom like like famine like just like like horrible ways like I don't know if I'm gonna I don't want to laugh at this guy I don't want to I mean, laugh okay, with what him it, what or about at him glorious bastards like that's a okay, that's they, very but, respectful of you. I they kill watch this movie. they kill the bad guys in that movie. No, I'm okay. First off, I want to say I'm above that because I will definitely watch Steve Buscemi. <laughs> You're above it, man. You're like uh, 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 I will uh, definitely watch. You're making fun of fun it. of this dude. Nah. But I just, I just, I just, I hesitate a little bit whenever you talk about. I mean, I guess like the interview did it with like Kim Jong Un, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, yeah, I don't... Stalin's where I draw the line. Stalin? No, it's not where <laughs> don't I draw. Don't be Stalin. Line. It's like how? Yeah, how close are we to like? I, I don't know. How close are we to like having a movie where Hitler is like has punchlines? Because like that's I think pretty there close. There is a movie like that. <laughs> what about There's the a movie producers? Called the <laughs> What about the like producers in the song "Springtime for Hitler"? Have you ever seen that off? movie? Yeah, it's I've a musical. It's also been made into a movie a couple times. So it's a musical. Okay, it's been made. It's into a movie musical. A uh, have you guys even seen The Greatest Showman? That movie <laughs> rocks. Okay, I'm about to like skip this and go to the next one. Okay, so first off, uh, I will like I will watch this movie. The cast is fantastic. Yeah, watch um, the trailer. I'll, give it another a shot. Don't don't, don't draw the line. I'm not Learn drawing the line. I'm just saying like it, <laughs> I'm just saying it's like it, it 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 Stalin and Hitler are both atrocious and I just feel like if Hitler if we made a movie with Hitler and he had like a bunch of punchlines it was making people laugh. I feel like people would be like, uh, "I don't really know how to feel about this." And I feel like Hitler is more famous for being terrible whereas Stalin was sort of like under the cover terrible. But yeah. I feel like the difference, if you actually look at, like, history, the difference isn't that much. In fact, some people think that Stalin was worse, but whatever. The movie is also about his death. Well, I mean, he just, I mean, yeah, people think he was poisoned. Or, like, it's a theory. I mean, there's no proof, <laughs> right? It's like it's like one of those, like, great mysteries. Like, <laughs> you should watch the trailer. <laughs> he, probably, he probably ate an omelet or something. He probably, yeah, he probably <laughs> ate a mushroom omelet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Are you guys ready to talk about game night? Tell us about Game Night. Yeah. Motherfucker, Game Night? Okay, first off, Game Night looked... Okay, when I first saw this trailer, I thought it was, like, uh, a Clue a clue reboot. Okay? <laughs> on I a really train. Did. What was that movie, On a Train? <laughs> I really did. I thought it was, like, a reboot for Clue, and I was like, ooh, this is cool. But anyway, the uh, so Game Night is a film directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, starring Rachel McAdams, Jesse Plemons, Jason Bateman... And uh, what's that guy's name from the New Girl? Winston from New Girl. I don't know his name. It's Winston. 
It's not Winston. That's not his name. That's terrible. I will find it. I will find his name because he is hilarious and I love that guy and I love that character Winston. Not enough to remember his name. We're terrible. I know. I used to know his name. This is a podcast with names. Don't matter. I used to know his name um, whenever he was on Vine, but Vine doesn't exist anymore. Nah, you just dated yourself, Trent. (laughs) Hey, you know, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lamorne Morris. Lamorne Morris is also in this movie. So, very excited about this. It's It's got a lot of funny... Actors. Also, I see Jason Bateman is not changing his shtick at all. He is playing the same Why? character. Why would you? Why would you? I don't know. You would. Kevin Hart doesn't do it. it. <laughs> Kevin Hart doesn't do it. Jason Bateman plays the same character in every movie, and by damn it, and by God, I love him in every movie. It's like ah, that's that's I like this this character. I'm into it. Literally every movie or every TV show is the same. I'm watching Ozark right now. And it's just Jason Bateman in, like, this terrible situation. It's the same thing. It's literally <laughs> the same thing. It's crazy. Have you guys seen The Gift? No. The Gift. No, I haven't seen uh, it. Yeah, I think Jace, uh, Jason Bateman is in that one. I heard it's really good. But My anyway, roommate said it was great. So I thought this was a Clue reboot. It's, like, a bunch of friends. And then all of a sudden, like, there's, like, actual people getting shot. And these people are, like, I don't know how to respond to this because I'm playing game. But also, like, all these terrible things are happening around me. So it's, like, a very surreal Experience, at least that's what it looks like in the trailer. Uh, what did you guys get from it? What did you guys think? I mean, first of all, I thought it was a refreshing trailer because it, it did it did make me feel. I don't know. I, I kind of want to see it. I do. I kind of want to see this movie. <laughs> you sound a little a little shameful in there. You're like, I wouldn't normally, but because I have movie pass. Sure. Hey, I pick. Hey, there's no shame. I picked blockers last week. Okay, I if if yeah. Anna is the if Anna is the intellectual of us three, I'm like the bod- I'm like the frat bro when it comes to the trailer. Frat, bro. I'm just like, hey, yeah, you're self aware. I'm like, hey, that new Avengers trailer is real flashy. I want to talk about it on the podcast. And she's like, she's picking movies that like are based in Chile. Okay, so I pick video game movies. The, the quality, Yay. yeah, <laughs> video game. So, all right. Anyway, back. Let's get on topic a little bit. What did you guys think of Game Night, the trailer? What did you? What, did you? Did it make you want to see it? Like, what, what were your feelings aside from Jason Bateman adoration? I thought it was fun. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd watch it for sure. It looks like s- stuff that I've seen before, but you know, with a little bit uh, other twists. I don't know. I can't really say much about it because, like. It is what it is. You're going to either enjoy it. It's going to either have some f- laughs or just, you know, I feel like it's going to be like either a B movie, a solid B. Okay, fair enough. B movie is not bad. It's passing no. great. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my uh, life on B. The preview made me chuckle. Yeah, I'll see fun. it with I'll movie pass, but I wouldn't see it without <laughs> movie pass. You wouldn't spend your hard-earned money on this film. I probably would have. It, wow! Yeah, it, pre-movie pass Trent would for sure have bought a ticket to this. Okay, so funny thing <laughs> I is, uh, I went to like what is it? Uh, I found like this like jar that had old like ticket stubs. And oh, I was man, looking that's at cool. like I should I should do that at uh the movies that I watched when I was like in high school. Man, I just went to terrible movies. I went to everything. <laughs> I was like, man, like I saw. That's what you do in high school, though. Yeah, I saw like, what is it, the the Zohan movie, the Adam Sandler movie. I was like, oh god. <laughs> but then I have some like a couple of good ones, very rare. I saw The Dark Knight when it came out in IMAX, which is amazing. I'm proud of myself. Do you know what movie Trent 
uh, high school Trent went to see? Uh, oh, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> in theaters starring Justin Chatwin. Do you guys know who Justin Chatwin is? He I was in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. <laughs> garbage. Hot garbage. Not even hot garbage. Like room temperature garbage. It was terrible. 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 Because you only anyway. like your garbage hot. Anna, what crappy high school what what did a crap what crappy movie did high school Anna see? Stumbling over my words here. Oh man. You guys are asking me to think way back. <laughs> You're not that old. You're not that old. Back in Monday. Yeah, yeah but she you know. She she like drank I mean, away her like high school. <laughs> to be totally fair, I was watching the artsy fartsy films in high school too. Like, I would make my mom drive me down to the Angelica. We'd go watch a movie there. (laughs) Dang. I feel feel like I started to watch more artsy movies. While it's still near and dear to my heart, that, like, y'all can judge on. Um, I watched this. Did y'all ever hear of Camp? Well, no. No. It is a movie about a bunch of teenagers going to musical camp. And I saw that it. sounds like a <laughs> mean, Anna movie. You talking about American Pie Two? No, <laughs> it's Band a camp. camp. <laughs> like they about? sing a bunch of show tunes. <laughs> oh man! Well, I think that that I think that's lamer than Dragon Ball Evolution. It's probably not as bad of a movie, but I feel like going to see that is more lame. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no. High camp School Anna had like came the out DVD and the soundtrack. Listen, listen. Camp came out in two thousand three. Oh, you got, it has a 63 on the tomato meter. What? 63? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's better than uh, Roman, you know, Roman Israel, <laughs> J, uh, Roman Israel Esquire. Shout out to Denzel Washington. I hope he somehow wins Best Actor. I think it'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. Do you guys Do you guys want to say anything else on game night? Um, hold on. Let me just let you know that uh, Dragon Ball Evolution Oh, has... man. This is going to hurt. <laughs> 15% on the tomato meter. It's too high. That's too high. It should be like 2%. I have no idea how... Who's the 15% of people that liked that movie? Like, you guys should have your credentials revoked. You should never be able to review review film ever again. If you thought... If you sat through Dragon Ball Evolution and somehow took away... That movie wasn't that bad. You're an idiot. You're an <laughs> idiot. Don't write movie reviews You're ever. You're so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, as a it's lifelong bullying. Dragon Ball fan, that movie is garbage. Okay, and then, uh, wow, mine has the lowest of the three. You don't mess with a Zohan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes. No, you said 15 for Dragon Ball. It was oh. 50. My bad. No, it was 15, right? <laughs> yeah, 15. Yeah, Evolution, 15. Should be, should be two, somehow 15. But this movie that you are talking about <laughs> of the trailers. Game night. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot off topic. It's okay. Yeah, it happens. It's okay. Sometimes it's you okay. get excited. Who, us? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. James, real quick, I am just super – I am burning with curiosity right now. Can you tell me what has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score, Dragon Ball Evolution or The Cobbler? <laughs> the cobbler oh god that movie's so terrible i watched it with like eight of my friends were you there no yeah i was, I was there i watched it with you 
Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It has a 9%. Yeah! They took it out of the theaters because this movie was just so bad. All right. Okay. But it was on Netflix. It's You guys can watch it on Netflix. So basically, our parting, our parting shots here will be game night. See it. It'll be <laughs> better than it'll, the cobbler. It'll be better than the cobbler. <laughs> Guaranteed. All right, guys. I say we go 0 to 100. Let's go from really bad to really good. Let's do some movie reviews. And now, our feature presentation. Okay, so this week we saw Phantom Thread, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and it starred Daniel Day-Lewis in his last film. Um, maybe. Sure, maybe. sure. Okay, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z, he's, he's going to come back like Jay-Z. We'll see. Uh, Leslie Manville and Vicky Creeps. And so it's set in 1950s London, and Reynolds Woodcock is a renowned dressmaker whose fastidious life is disrupted by a young, strong-willed woman, Alma, who becomes his muse and lover. And it's a very vague description, because this movie is the sort of movie you really need to see to get more more of the plot. Definitely more than once. I would recommend seeing it more than once. Because there's there's a lot of layers as there is in making clothes. I I, I honestly think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson being as kind of you know very very eccentric. I think he definitely did it on purpose. Um, yeah, James, <laughs> what did you like about this movie? Yeah, first get... of all, watching the movie afterwards, I was just like, I was expecting more fashion in it. Ooh, it was really... <laughs> shots fire! Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I was just like, oh, everyone's dressed nice, but like, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just thought, I just thought it was like, of course, it was more about the relationship with those people, as it should be. But like, you know. Did you expect it to mostly be about dressmaking and and, yeah. and that side of and that sort of thing? Like, I don't. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't I don't know. What What would you guys think? I know you guys loved it, loved it, loved it. I don't know if I... I mean, like, I didn't say I wanted to win Best Picture earlier. I don't know if I loved we're it, not, loved not, it, loved it, but it was really good. It was just personal. I liked it a lot. I thought it was I, interesting. Okay, so in I liked that, it, okay, go but ahead. I would not, like, rewatch it. Again. Wow, that's oh. intriguing. Which, like, I, I... I Rarely would I would rewatch certain movies. And this is when it's just, like, I don't really want to dive deeper into this because... Watching Daniel Del Lewis, the way he acts on certain times, is just stressful for me. I'm just like, oh, I, you know, just like certain things that people do in movies is just like I can't put myself through that. Is it like Which you? Is, is it like you trying to wa- uh, binge watch Black Mirror episodes? Like it just gets you too like, you yeah, get, like sort of stressed out watching it. Yeah, I get stressed I out that. watching like what Daniel Del Lewis is doing. And other people in the movie are doing, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like that. I feel like there's like, I don't feel like his character is all that. I feel like he has obviously he's an anxious character, but I didn't feel like he was like off-putting or it definitely didn't rub me the wrong way. I wouldn't say his character is all that relatable, but I didn't feel like he was unlikable to a point where I wouldn't want to watch the movie again. What'd you think, Anna? I mean, I think he's a very, like, rigid character. I would watch it again because I think the rigidness in him to the point where, and I guess saying this without trying to spoil anything, like, there's a rigidness in him that 
reaches a point where he can't confide in anything but his art and almost like uh, I don't know how I want to I it's a character study on intimacy and like the clash with his the rigidness in his character and I found that very intriguing <laughs> yeah if that makes he's any like, sense he's... without giving away no no I any of the I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. No, he's he's a very closed man. Like he's um, he's he's like the epitome of emotionally unavailable. And he seeks out these women um as you learn in the movie and then he sort of makes him and then he sort of builds a wall around himself like as he's developing a relationship. And the movie yeah. is about essentially how to crack through that how to break that uh, exterior down. And the ways it happens are odd, to say the <laughs> least. Very strange way of going about uh, winning someone's heart. I, don't, I can't say that I would go about it this way. Um, but I, I think I understand what James is saying, and I also understand like how I feel and how Anna feels. Like, I want to see it again, or I would watch it a second or third time, because I just feel like there's so much subtleness in the film that PTA is like hiding it's almost like a joke on itself like in the trailer and this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer but the idea that you can hide things inside of a dress so like Paul Thomas Anderson is probably hiding things in this movie that I probably need I, for, and for that I need to see it again yeah. James does that not, do you not feel that allure also to rewatch it again yeah because of that because like you think Paul Thomas Anderson is maybe hiding something no, or no I told you like, no no like, <laughs> no, whole... no no <laughs> like what Anna said was just like you know a character like the relationship between people it just feels like I've lived something like that like where where someone that I've dated has just been so emotionally unavailable and it's just like so stressful so that's probably why, like, it's like a personal thing for me that I'm just like, mm. no, I cannot deal with. I've lived something like that where someone just like wouldn't just talk about things. I would say, if anything, I do love the costuming for this movie. You said it's there great. wasn't enough of it. You were complaining about that earlier. Well, everyone's dressed a certain way <laughs> that's what i'm talking about like what they're okay. wearing like there's yes. some stuff that like you know daniel Joe lewis is wearing i was like ooh, where can oh, i buy that a fun fact about daniel day lewis and his method acting and the costuming in this movie so the costume designer basically like put together a closet for the character and for each scene they would like daniel day lewis would pick out the clothing that he thought Reynolds Woodcock would most likely wear in in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, I heard uh, he was actually involved in developing the character with Paul Thomas Anderson at like a very infantile state. Like they were sort of going back and forth on the mannerisms of this person and how he would react in certain situations. So, in many ways, you could even say Dan Day Lewis is like a co-writer um from a very like basic level i don't think he got into like the minutiae of the script but i think that from a character standpoint i think he helped develop this woodcock character yeah Um, he came up with the name yeah yeah i think there was like they're joking about it too right or yeah i think so i i I think they're they're, uh, 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 woodcock yeah woodcock um anna what did you like about this film other than sort of the 
um, what you mentioned earlier about his performance. Yeah. Aside from that, I found this movie to be visually stunning and paired with just an amazing score. I Even if I didn't think yeah, the, the music is, character is very development noticeable. and plot were that interesting, yeah, I would see it again just to look and listen to it. So uh, this is... I was thinking about this during the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the one movie that I felt so underdressed watching. Because, like, it was just, like, so fancy. And uh, the music with the piano in the background, I felt like there was, like, someone up there in the theater playing piano for me. <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> violins scoring the movie as I'm watching it. I was just like, ooh, man, I'm just in a sweatshirt right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what I wore either. I think I just wore a t-shirt or something. It was on like a Friday afternoon. I cut out of work early to go see Phantom Thread. That's right. That's right. Played hooky a little bit. I got really excited. I got I got really excited that it was finally in theaters, and I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go see this movie. It's cool because uh, like yeah. what like only two people listen to our podcast anyways, and that's like half of us. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think I sort of talked about it a little bit, just like the subtleties. I feel like there's a lot to take in, and I like that. I also like the way it was shot. I think, James, you could talk a little bit more about it than this I can. It's a very, very like, kind of dreamy, hazy kind of feeling sometimes. It was very pretty for sure. So I felt like, like this movie was like most of it takes place in one location, which is like very sort of claustrophobic. Yeah, that house, right? Yeah. But I feel like the way he shot it made it look big, except oh, for when definitely. he, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when you go up the stairs, like, there's that first shot, and I'm, I'm, I guess this is, like, a mini-spoiler, but there's, like, a shot where they go up the stairs where basically it's, like, setting where this movie mostly takes place, and it makes it look like it's kind of a narrow building, like, it's not that big, but I feel like all the rooms, the way he shoots all the rooms, it makes them feel very, like, spacious, so it felt weird it, it almost felt like this movie is, it's almost like it's saying this movie is intimate but there's so much like vastness in it also yeah. I don't know did you guys get that or is it just me no I definitely get what you're saying I think Paul Thomas Anderson pays such an interesting amount to detail like you have these feelings where like so he uh, again mini spoiler uh Reynolds has two houses, the one in the city that you see that's very mm. narrow and has all of these like different expanding rooms. But then also he has this huge house out in the countryside. And you have this movie about the production of material goods and they filmed it on 35 millimeter film. Like it's just his work is so intricate. Yeah, I think it's a uh, I thought it was very fascinating. Um, I have a question for you guys. Alrighty. Do you feel like this is the movie that uh, Daniel Del Lewis should go out on? Um, I think his like climax film was There Will Be Blood, but like you gotta come down a little after, after the climax, and so like that's he can he can go out on this. It was it was great. Yeah. Who's to say? I mean, I don't know. Like, if he would keep making movies, like, who's to say that the next one wouldn't be worse and the one after that would be worse than that one? I mean, yeah, I think this movie. I think this movie is. I think this movie is perfectly fine for like a for like a swan exit. song. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, I don't think it's a bad film and I don't think his performance is bad. Like Anna said, I don't think it's his best performance. For instance, I was talking to someone in in my office today and they were saying like now that Franco's out of uh, best actor running, they they thought Daniel Day-Lewis would pick it up and I said I was like, "Why?" I I just don't I mean, it's he's good, but it's not like even close to his it's probably not in his top 5 performances. I mean, also so. you have to look at the rest of the nominations. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how heavy into movies she is, but I was just saying, like, if if I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis, I don't think this is like a best actor performance from him. Just my opinion, and I also think that if you if you're like an actor that's like in all these great films and you have all these great performances, like the Academy is going to think about that whenever they see you in this movie, and they're like, well, you I've seen better, or I've seen you do more, so like I don't really, yeah. Do you think he'll come back? Like, Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The I mean, story he's very private, sound, right? Uh-huh. And it sounds yeah. like the roles he chooses just take so much out of him. Like, there's the story of him fainting during a production of Hamlet because he was just overcome with the grief that he was feeling in the show. So it's like... Uh, well, and also, we, in a, one of our unreleased podcasts, we talked about uh, Jim and Andy and seeing Jim Carrey's interviews and hearing how much method acting can take out of you, I bet he, I bet mm-hmm. Daniel Day Lewis is ready to take uh, time off. Yeah, he's, from something he, he so intense. He probably still has a little. He probably still has a little bit of Gangs of New York in him, <laughs> and some like some Lincoln <laughs> in him. So I'm pretty sure he wants to give those things a rest. Not just only... like he's like a cobbler now. I remember he's like spent time learning how to make shoes. He seems pretty happy with that. Not only what you guys are saying about how much it takes out of you, but how much it changes you too. Like looking at life through the through the, through the windows of someone else's point of view. You know, um, yeah. how that sort of like warps your mind and causes you to like have a period of deep thought. Like Jim Carrey was like, I was not. You know, it took me a while to process everything and uh, i guess the difference is that jim carrey was like a real person which is uh, i think it's different it's probably no i mean like he was like a real like he played a person that actually like uh. existed so like it was like very <laughs> no, like, Daniel Daniel Lewis. that guy's a machine <laughs> yeah like this sounds very like uh it sounds very like tropic thunder like he's playing someone who's playing someone like it's like four <laughs> layers like Daniel lewis is not even really Daniel lewis he's actually like his name is like fred or something but you know I don't know. Um, we kind of talked on the, about about the music already, so I guess let's jump to uh, what were our overall thoughts on this movie? Does it deserve the hype that it's getting? How important is it for people to see this film? I deserve it. I think it deserves the hype. Um, I think that it's like not for everyone, but the fair. fact, like the story, is like very different. That you yeah. know, it gives you something different in the end which i'm like happy that i saw this movie for sure um you know it's just like a fancy omelet i i think it deserves the hype i think it's definitely worth going to see i think it's worth going to see multiple times and i hope to go see it a second time soon yeah i agree with anna i actually think it's worth a couple viewings i i think it's i think it's really well done it's a it's a really well-made piece of art and if it is if it is Danny Day Lewis's last movie, we should savor it and enjoy it while it's in the limelight. Before we step into the jungle, if you will, we're gonna do one more thing with Phantom Thread. What what is the equivalent breakfast food for this movie? 
if I was eating phantom thread for breakfast, it would be a mushroom omelet, freshly foraged. <laughs> oh man, so many, uh, so many, so much mystery in that. In that. So many layers to what she said. It's very specific of you, James. I would say probably like a eggs Benedict. You know, oh, I like it. I like it. With a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> the mimosa? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think this is like a really a high class pastry. Like this oh. is like a ten dollar pastry. I'm not exactly sure what kind of pastry. It would depend on what you're in the mood for, what fruit, what filling you want, if you want icing on it. It's all kind of comes down to personal preference. But this is like a very High-class bakery pastry for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, making love to this pastry. Yeah. that's No, that's – okay, again, that's like American Pie again, guys. Come on. You guys are going to talk about American Pie. We get to talk about it, but don't try Let's to Let's talk it. about Jumanji. Darn, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillen, right? Karen. And Gillen. <laughs> huh? Not the people that matter. Come on, Nick Jonas. <laughs> that's the guy that matters the most. <sighs> Nick Jonas. He's like Indiana Jones of the people. Film. People are gonna be like Nick Jonas is in this movie because I don't think he's in any of the trailers. So it's like, oh, Nick Jonas. Is yeah, in this he movie? is. He is. But it, like, he is. Seen? Yeah, seeing him in the thing, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa where's this cameo coming from? Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> Nick Jonas. What is this? And then, uh, yeah, I th- yeah. Ah, and then it all comes together at the end. I thought I, I think I read somewhere that Tom Holland was supposed to be Nick Jonas. Yo, that would have been really cool. But you know, he has but filmed this indie this film called Spider Man. This was another Spider-Man. movie that I walked into <laughs> without having watched the trailer. <laughs> Best way. Just so like it's about four teenagers. I'm not sure. <laughs> the the movie is about four teenagers sucked into a magical video game, uh, and the only way they can escape. <laughs> is to finish the game yeah so that's basically <laughs> it for some reason whoever wrote the synopsis it says Who four teenagers that? over and over and over again I don't know who did it I didn't write it but anyway it's fine so the premise is pretty simple it's a lot like the board game original movie with uh, Robin Williams I can't remember the woman's name from that movie do you guys remember Kirsten Dunst <laughs> yeah, she's the little girl, but who's the main yeah. female role? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I rewatched the old one this week too. I don't remember. I get I, I get the Jumanji on Steelbook. Nice. The, the OG one. Yeah, it look like the book. It comes. It looks like the the board game. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. What what did you guys like about Jumanji, James? Since you're so pumped up about this movie, you go first. It wasn't that great. <laughs> okay, so uh, the movie when I heard it, like you know, they were talking about it in the works. I had you know I was like I don't know you're, you're gonna remake a movie that you know Robin Williams just like ah oh, it's not a remake though. Hear me out, hear me out. At first, people thought it was a remake. And then people found out that it was a continuation. And I, think, I was like, all right, let's see. And then like the reviews started coming out. And they're saying that this is pretty good. So watching it, 
Uh, at first, I thought I was like, oh my god. Uh, the intro, it was just kind of like bland because it was just very high school stereotypes. The pretty blonde, the nerd, the jock, and then the quiet one, right? But then yeah. it flips it because when they go to the, the jungle, everyone's like the opposite or it gets, you know, they they flip it. And so then I realized, it was like, oh, that stereotypical beginning needed to happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It, each character played really well like especially jack black for me i think he was the best one out of the group yeah i so initially let's just say let's just put it all out there guys the best part of this movie is just the rock and kevin hart and their relationship (laughs) their burgeoning friendship i think their their uh their uh charisma in this one's way better than like uh central intelligence like they whole other level they're really fun to watch on big movie screens. <laughs> I don't know. The way they interact is just very, like, it's very fun and it's very laid back. And obviously they're always at odds because of their physical stature. So, like, it's just, like, these guys don't belong on the same screen together because they look so different. But <laughs> it's, like, in the best way they interact. I don't know. It's, like, so much fun when they're on the camera, uh, the, the film together. But I will say I, I got to agree with James. Uh, Jack Black a total scene stealer in this movie. Yeah. He, he just, every time he's on camera, he's killing it. And most of the movie, he just makes fun of himself. It's pretty great. Yeah, like, there's times where I'm just like, I forget about Jack Black. And I'm just like, he is, you know, a teenage girl. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Funny. Yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good at it. it and uh, it's funny, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up Tropic Thunder again. Uh, second reference of Tropic Thunder in this podcast, which, by the way, is a great, great film. Um, <laughs> um, in that movie he plays like a drug addict actor and it's also sort of similar in this because it's like it's like overtly ridiculous but he's so good at that kind of character like this over the top like very like ugh, in your face it's fun he's very good at it Anna what, uh, what are your thoughts Uh, yeah I thought I definitely agree with what you guys are saying so far I thought Jack Black was hilarious I think The Rock and Kevin Hart had a great dynamic. This movie, about the debate whether it's a remake or a sequel. Um, so I went back and I rewatched the first one this week. And I don't know if I can confidently say if I think it's either, but I think the entire purpose of this movie is to just create a nostalgic feeling for like the whole family to enjoy. Like you have, obviously you have Jumanji, which is a film made in the 90s, but then you get references like the whole whole gang of teenagers in the beginning. They have a very Breakfast Club vibe to them. You get some Tomb Raider nods. You get some almost Lord of the Ring nods. And so I think this movie was very successful in its goal of just like creating a nostalgic environment for everybody to have a great time in. (laughs) I had a great time. I had my coffee. I was sitting alone in a dark theater, a grown man watching Jumanji <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon, and I had a great time. I really did. Right before, so I walk in, and it looks like I'm gonna have the entire theater to myself. Right, like a two private screening before just the movie out. starts. An entire field trip of 13 year olds comes into the theater. And uh, we had a blast. They were hooting and hollering. <laughs> we, 
We, my really? new friends, we had a blast. We had a blast. <laughs> also, these kids were so excited for the Maze Runner preview. They were, they oh no, they that's coming out this week, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's coming out next this week. time Woo. on Movies for so Breakfast. Ex- <laughs> I'm so excited. Look, can you guys tell how excited I am about Maze Runner? I'm really excited about it. Maze Runner. <laughs> if if Maze Runner was food, what would you breakfast food? What would you think it would be? It'd be like, just off the trailer. Uh, it'd be like a stale Twinkie. Twink? What? Stale? No, not a fresh Twinkie. Like a stale Twinkie. Do Twinkies like get ones, stale? Is that even physically possible? It is now. <laughs> and for this purpose, for this exercise, yes. James, what did you... Is there anything you didn't like about Jumanji? The villain. The villain felt like... Boring. Pretty, pretty like, throwaway. He was in, like, what, a couple of scenes? He was barely in the movie, yeah. I thought he played in really well to that, like, nostalgic video game vibe. They get inside the game... And right away, the film sets it up for the viewer to feel like they're on a ride, almost. And that villain, to me, projected the sort of, like, mechanical villain that you would see in maybe a 90s film or ride. And so I I enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, I agree with James here. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, guys. Fine. I thought the villain was very boring and not in a fun like w- the way you describe it is almost like oh it's it's boring on purpose it's fun I don't know if they did that on purpose I think he just was sucked um, <laughs> and I will say like that is the major difference between this movie and the original is like the original even though it's a kids movie and there are like um, obviously funny parts um, there were stakes like, I feel like you felt it and I and I and I there were there were like sort of manufactured stakes in this movie, but I never felt like any of the characters were in danger. I never I felt like they that. would ever lose. I never thought the Rock was gonna lose. Like I know it's impossible, right? You look at him like, hey, guy ain't losing. Sure, but the movie's job is to make me feel like there's a chance something bad's gonna happen, and I can't say that I ever did. I'm I'm not saying that that it that took away from my enjoyment. I just didn't feel like I didn't ever. I was never worried about these four. Five. Okay, were you, so we were, were you worried at all about Nick Jonas? What'd you <laughs> no, guys I really think wasn't. Of him? I really wasn't. I'm sorry, him? I just wasn't. Also, Nick Jonas, you know, stick to music, my guy. No, no, I like him. <laughs> I like him. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I I, used to, I watched this show called Scream Queens. It was on. Oh, uh, that's it's a funny show. It's the first season's great. Second season, don't ever watch it. <laughs> it's like it's like they had a good idea for that one season then they're like it became popular and they're like ooh let's make another season and the second season is just trash <laughs> trash but Nick Jonas um, isn't good what'd you guys, he's good in that one what do you guys think of the visuals I, I really like the jungle I, like, I liked it I thought it was very pretty it looks it way felt, better it was way better than like the trailer in uh, what is it Tomb Raider ooh shots fired I um shots. I rewatched the first one, and what I appreciate more about the first one is that so many of the special effects are things that were built, and so I think some of that, granted, some of them were built and they look very cheesy, but some of them <laughs> sure. make you feel that threat a little more because it's a more like alive, tangible monster. 
that this was just completely CG, CGI. And while I thought it was really fascinating to look at, I think that's part of, for me, what made me never feel a sense of threat in the movie. Sure. I mean, I mean video games. It's a vi- it was a video game, CGI. <laughs> Why, you know what I mean? It's a video game. It's kind of like saying, like, you know, in The Matrix, uh, there's, like, some goofs. But then people are like, oh, that's just a glitch in The Matrix. <laughs> okay, that's, like, the most cop-out thing of all time, though. It's like, ah, oh, it's just a glitch in the... It's, oh, it's meant to be that way. Okay. <laughs> the movie's it. perfect, guys. Keanu. It's, it, it's in the that's storyboard, Keanu. okay? All right? It's in there. I feel like we're or spoiling actually, maybe this movie left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're not really we're not spoiling this movie. I mean, the villain is crap, which most movies like this, they are. And, uh, you know, it's, but uh, I don't, it's, I don't, it's candy. danger. <laughs> I don't care that the villain I is I don't, crap. but that's not everybody. Like, the movie was just a lot of fun. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh, Oscar worthy. Of course not. No, I don't think it's supposed to be, which but, is fun. you know, I had a great time with it. Like, yeah. it is, and... I feel like Kevin Hart is hilarious, and I think Winter Time is his season. Can we talk about that? Like, he released a movie what in January? It's like Ride Along that did well for January, and this movie is just going crazy at the box office. No one saw this coming. People thought that like uh, Star Wars was just gonna ride Keep into going January. forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, what was another movie? Uh, that's upsetting too. Um, not upsetting, but like people are surprised. Uh, the Greatest Showman. That one is not losing money at each week. It's because people are going back and rewatching it, or telling their friends and stuff. Because it's like a sing along kind of movie. Not us. You know, we're, we're not, not doing that. It. Not seeing it. No, we're not. We're not seeing it. Um, one of these days, you guys are gonna be like, "Yo, I saw it." Yeah, I mean, one it's day we'll very, be wrong. It's fucking that's catchy. Fine. <laughs> We're wrong pretty often. Um, yeah, we're, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I like Overall, the post way more than I thought I would. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, never, I didn't think I was going to dislike the post. I just didn't think it was going to be worth the Spielberg, Hank, Streep hype that it was going to get. Which, by the way, it's nominated for Best Picture, and I don't know. not feeling it. Overall thoughts? I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. If it was a breakfast food for me, it would be Reese's Puffs. Everybody likes them. They're nostalgic. <laughs> It'd be Reese's Puffs. It's a great one. James. Oh, man. I don't know. Anna picked a really good one. She did. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> oh, ah. I know my breakfast food. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> Not does have to be cereal. Two steps. It's candy. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go? Give me I have one, one but I, I just like feel like mine's a little too fancy. I was gonna okay. say sweet potato hash because like it's a little Ooh. bit of everything. It's really good and it's easy to make. You know? Yeah. There you go. That's what's up. I, I love sweet um, potato hash. Other than the fact that it's fun, any over uh, any uh, parting thoughts you have for this movie? I wonder where they're gonna take it. Like, obviously they're gonna make another one because this is like the second. Probably like the second highest, or it's up yeah. there for Sony. Wow. I didn't uh, even think about that because like Sony has Spider-Man up there, and then there's Jumanji, and it just beat out uh, James Bond for like, like you know, highest grossing for Sony. How would you guys do a sequel? Would you guys do the same four actors? 
but they play like different like stereotypes of people every time or would you do a total new set of characters um, I feel like I would, I would do wait, the first one if you I could afford it if you could afford years, The Rock and Kevin Hart oh, and man. whoever 20 years whoever is who was bumping at the uh, time really big in 20 years I'd be like Jumanji let's do it <laughs> yeah, but I think but I think James's point is that it made so much money that they're gonna want to do this like probably soon. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't like announced like yeah we we definitely are. But so, I think I feel like The Rock and Kevin Hart has have like other movies. I don't think anyone expected it to do as well as it, it's doing right now though. Yeah, but it's not like it's yeah. not like The Rock is uh, only doing good movies. I mean, my man's doing Baywatch too. We for. Who, who who remembers that, huh? We forgot about that. He made Jumanji. No. Then exactly. That's, what, that's my point. Rampage. That's my point. That's my point. Rock makes bad movies all the time, so why not do, do Jumanji too? So my okay. So like okay, if the movie it comes out soon, like say the next two years, do you guys do a whole new cast or do you do the same four actors playing different stereotypes? That's my question. Because I think you do the same. I think if you can, you do the same cast. And like they play like different people, like maybe Jack plays like the tough guy. I feel like whatever you know what I mean. Like and then Rock plays like the the shy girl or something. I feel like that's what I would do. I just keep let's roll this back. Different different tropes. I feel like for some reason, like I can see them go, about to go back into Jumanji for some reason. They want to explore it again, and then like two of the characters are like, no, I want to be this guy. I want to be this guy. The kid that was the Rock, he's now. The girl, okay. You know the roundhouse Ruby roundhouse. Man, he gets all the best characters. This guy. Okay. Anna, what about you? Would you do different actors and different characters, or would you keep the same actors? Yeah, I don't know. No I rock. Thought, I thought this That's clicked. <laughs> I thought this clicked so well, and I just don't think a remake with the same exact characters would have the same impact that I felt this had. Yeah. This still make a lot of money, but uh, I I probably wouldn't see it. <laughs> I say you do this whole, do the same you do the same cast, but you have different teenagers, so like they're different people. But I say you bring Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Rock back, and Karen Gillan. <laughs> Karen Gillan is like number Karen. four. Like I'm sorry, it's just like if you look at you know like power rankings, like sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, that's so sexist. I know, right? Anyway, uh, for me, the Jumanji was a cinnamon roll, sweet, covered in icing. Have too much of it, it's bad for you. But every now and again, it really hits the spot. God, probably changed mine. Probably like a. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a list. Hey, we always have. Days. We always have next week, James. And speaking of next week, uh. We are all set on our movie reviews. Anything else you'd like to add before we close the show? Uh, go watch Paddington 2. <laughs> Standing for Paddington 2, James is. I'm probably going to see it bear. based on James's recommendation. Bear. I mean, if he keeps beating it into my head, I probably will go see it. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you could watch the first one on Netflix and, you know, see if you want to watch the second one. With that being said, I think we are finished with our breakfast. And we will see you at the movies. Okay.